Welcome, welcome to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now live on Highland Radio or back via the podcast. I want to thank Donna Marie for the news there. And of course the legendary DJ that is Avon Borland and the Power Hour Plus putting out the beats. As ever on a Monday night, as I said, we have another packed show in store. And this Monday evening we have interviews from our hurling boss Mickey McCann after another brilliant victory in the Nicky record. Uh, uh, at the weekend there over Armagh 320 to 116 after a brilliant first round victory over Fermanagh well done to Mickey and the lads we'll hear from Mickey later in the show we'll also hear from our minor uh, football boss uh, Luke Barrett after a huge victory over Down at the weekend following up a victory over Fermanagh as well great start to the championship campaign for our young lads and of course that was the precursor in Park Esler to our seniors who were defeated by uh, Down uh, yesterday in Park Esler, a tough defeat for Donegal. Later on the show, we're going to hear from a legend of Donegal football, Kevin Cassidy, on that defeat, and we'll speak to him what he thinks is next uh, for Donegal football, where we need to go. I'll also speak to a legend of GAA, Down, a former Down All Ireland winning captain, DJ Keane. But first, after the game yesterday, I caught up with a dejected Donegal manager, Aidan O'Rourke. Here's what he had to say. Aye, in 2013, you won 11, a tough end of the league, but you picked the boys up for the championship and, you know, tough, tough uh, defeat to take today, but there were shades in the performance that we were doing the right things. Uh, some, maybe. Um, frustrating day, Brandon, to be honest. Um, in about 34 shots on goal. Um, created a lot of good opportunities, but didn't just have enough composure in the final third and rush things and kicked into the block and four shots and didn't take shots that were on so the final third has been an Achilles for us probably in the league and um, so it was today too I think they got 1-5 in the second half from our turnovers just indecision and um, not, not taking the right options or whatever and then they got two goals from two runs that weren't tracked you know something we'd really focused on with down, coming into the down game only got away twice all day and uh Kerr's goal obviously from the first one and, and the Brian Johnson got away for the penalty in the second one so I, I thought there was a huge endeavour to it I thought there was a good bit of method to what they were trying to do um, and maybe just their decision making on the ball hurt us yeah. but, you, but do you think that that shot selection you're talking about is that a bit of a hangover from the league was the confidence a wee bit low and it kind of I suppose came out in that uh, type of snapshots and, and, and shots under pressure during the game yeah yeah you know this this thing this type of thing in a team can be sort of self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes where you know they know it's an issue lads are working really hard on it something doesn't go well for them early in the game confidence can can ebb and but one or two players who maybe made a couple of mistakes early on and then shrunk a wee bit in the game you know the work rate didn't drop or you know they, could, they didn't hide but they were maybe a bit shot shy then you know um, kicked some wonderful scores in the game too but um, the frustration is that we left so many behind us, you know, and left the door open then for, for Down to exploit that. Um, I, I would feel that we were, you know, we played reasonably well in the game, but it's not about playing well. It's, this level's been winning games, that's it. Yeah, Down's sitting really, really deep looking to counter-attack us. They had good coverage around the, the centre of their 45. We got off the perfect start, though, with the with the McGee goal. We lost Lang in the injury, you know, you're probably thinking at that point, the amount of injuries Aiden, we've had to deal with, it's just, it just was unbelievable. A key play for us going off I just felt as in a low scoring half we had the three wides in a row just towards the end of the first half which was which was a massive
massive, I think, point in the game. And then the one three we conceded at the start of the second meant that they were able to sit in really, really deep, clog the space and make it difficult for us, which again might have led to some of those uh, shots and goal. Yeah, all of those are factors. I mean, half time we we felt we had squandered some good opportunities. You know, we felt a bit frustrated that we were level at half time. You know, um, and then the goal was a great platform for them from the penalty because they gave up the kick out then and just sat everybody in and tried to frustrate us. And we knew there was going to be periods in the game when this was going to happen. You know, um, and we still created lots of shooting opportunities, but at the end of the day, we didn't take them. And uh, listen, there was a crucial moment probably. A few minutes to go, we were back to a point, and I felt Ashen Gallum was fouled, which would have tied the game up. Um, and listen, so Brenton, the referee had a very good game, like you know, but yeah. sometimes those bounce away, and it's a different game then, you know. And we're, we're chasing their kick out then, and you have an opportunity to go and win the game, like. But sometimes you get the luck, sometimes you don't, like. Yeah. But ultimately, the score, the score nine's our fault, you know. Yeah, just just in those closing stages, you had the Thompson free, which he would normally put over with easy, and you had Patton in off the post. Again, it's one for them. Then Dara missed one as well. He had the fisted effort. You know, it was all coming a bit too late, but there was opportunities there to tie up the game. And I felt if we had a, I think if I had a way to had a time, we would have been the team to go and win it. Yeah, listen, both their goals, there was a wee bit of luck for them in the build up in terms of how it, how it opened up. And then you think Jason had two, he got his fist to two brilliant uh, high balls. and Inexplicably, neither of them went into the net. I don't know how that didn't happen. Like, but you know, some days that's just the way it is. Like, and you know. is, do you think at this point the, the gap now, the five weeks we've had four weeks of training uh, with the lads, we had a training camp, started to you know build a bit of I suppose confidence and a bit of shape to our team. Is this big break now? Do you think that's going to be a good or bad thing in terms of the the, the time frame going into the next and the, the the group stages of the championship? Listen, we have to use it as, as well as possible. Like, you know, there was a lot of things that went well today, um, but not enough you know so we have to have to relook at you know what we're doing like and how we can be better so for sure we need the time um it would be better to use this time for the run the Ulster Championship for sure um but that's not where we're at now so we have to focus on where we are at uh, there's listen there's a lot of room for improvement the boys will know that better than I know it um and that's that's the challenge like it, there's one competition left in the in the season now we're we're through two of them and uh have to throw everything at it and then just just finally for me on the injury front the f- fact that we have five weeks now is there a chance that Pater Moga can be back where do you think Langan is obviously Ash and Gallon can get fitter and, and, and better in the shape is there anybody else who will be in contention listen um, basically anybody who's carrying injuries you know uh, or should be in the frame for the All-Ireland series um, don't know the extent of Michael's injury yet Jason McGee picked up a hamstring injury too with, with, with all our subs on at that stage um, Pater Mogan hopefully comes back in um, and there's one or two more as well who have been um, you know frustrated and not able to contribute like so listen what this does do is gives a gap to try and tidy all of that up um, but listen you'd rather be feeding boys back into Ulster semi-final Ulster final um, but that's not where we're at at the minute Yes folks uh, that was Aidan O'Rourke there sounded like I interviewed him in a nightclub which we certainly weren't we weren't in the mood for any disco dancing last night let me tell you and listen folks you're just talking to somebody straight after the game you've different thoughts you know on it now and listen folks we could go hard on on Donegal and the performance and all that but at the end of the day you know, at the, I'm, I'm, we have five debutants in that uh, team uh, yesterday, you know, and you think about, I remember when I made my debut, my, when I made my championship debut for Donegal, and, you know, no matter what happens, I suppose, with the amount of players missing, you know, I'm looking at young Kern McCoggan, obviously, uh, O'Donnell, you know, um, 
Luke McGlynn, Kieran Tobin. You know, we have such a young squad there. If you look at the players out at the minute, McFadden Ferry, Ryan McHugh, McBertie, our captain, Mogan went out. You have the two O'Donnell lads not there and possibly the three for me. You know, there's seven players straight off the top where you put them into that team now and it's a completely different team. And I think while we're losing all these players and obviously lost the, the retirements that we know too well, I don't think the team has a shape to it that we can play through certain players that we used to. And it's not even, you could call it leaders, you can call it what you want, but teams play through certain players. And at the minute, we haven't got the experience, I don't think, for, for lads to be able to do that. You know, and I know we've still some experienced players in there, but it was never their job to set the tone for the team. And, you know, for so many years, we Michael did that for us. And I think we're still waiting for players to step up and they do that. And that's going to take a bit of time. Get these lads back, it'll be different. You'll get Langan fit again, get Oshin Gallon up to fitness. You know, there's another two to add to that seven. If you do two of them going well, there's, there's, if you had nine players there fully fit, I mean, that's a completely different squad. But listen, a big job to do for Aidan O'Rourke going into these group stages. And I think, listen, there's only one way to play. We have to play like Down played yesterday. We have to protect our defence and sit and hit. It's not nice to look at. It's not nice to go and watch. But we're vulnerable at the back at the minute. And I think, you know, no matter how uh, low scoring or how unentertaining the game is, we should have played like Down yesterday. And I think that is something that the management has to look at going into the group stages, particularly when we're playing better sides that's my thoughts on it any folks I mean you just want to text them with your own or get in contact at any time and uh, uh, we're here at Highland we're, we're all ears one man that was leaving Park Esler very very happy yesterday uh, was Luke Barrett uh, his minor side are on the up and up completely destroyed Monaghan um, to a level which you, you felt sorry for the young Monaghan lads out there listen that's not our fault but after the match I caught up with uh, Luke to hear get his views on the game very happy with it. Um, particularly the first half, thought we played a lot of quality football. Um, I was excited for the players to get. You know, they, you're you're talking about developing players. You're also talking about developing a mentality to be able to play in big days. And I thought we did that today as well. We were very excited about coming up here and playing in front of the, the senior game. So um, look, I'm, I'm delighted for them. You know. Yeah, uh, away from home, two thirteen to two points at half time. Were you expecting that much dominance in the game? Because the game was over at half time, basically. Ah, uh, well, look, we, we targeted a fresh start, like we said. That you know there'll be players, there'll be the crowd will come in, and they'll be starting to come in. The, the longer the game goes on and we said that like you know for us to be able to silence the crowd or whatever like we wanted to put on a really good performance particularly in the first half and go at them and thankfully it worked out really well like some of the football we played was excellent some of our movement some of our forward play was really really good um, like particularly Connor's goal and, and things like that there real team players as well so no, I was delighted with it Yeah, there was a real sense of team in that performance today Kian, and of course uh, Shane Killahan with 1-6 and you, he came off early in the start of the second half was that just a precaution? Ah yeah look we just took Shane off Shane listen like he's we've, as I said we had two games in five days you're trying to rest him Shane had kind of came into the Ulster Championship with a bit of a niggle so it wasn't any point in risking him as well he was enjoying himself and um, but like you know we've got we have you're going to guarantee the minimum of the next three games now in the next three weeks so it's a lot of uh, it's trying to keep the highs and lows and trying to keep them hungry as well so um, but I'm delighted for him that Shane's a quality player and a real quality attitude as well so happy for him Yeah you were able to give different players runs out today it was important for the group looking ahead now to Derry at home next week big victory for themselves yesterday is this the real test coming out down the tracks playing Derry? Yeah look Derry are phenomenal side um, and those are f- the, the minor league final was you know, tit for tat they were actually probably better for, for periods and we were better for periods um, look our 
a game next week to be competitive. If we have any desire to compete in, in Ulster, we have to be able to compete with these teams. Um, but ultimately, as well, it's not going to be all and end all next week. So again, we'll focus on the squad, try and get more players game time because the more players can get game time when it comes into the quarterfinal, like you have a healthy squad to turn around and look for in the, in the bench. So that's what it's going to be our aim now: get the bodies right, prepare properly now over the next couple of weeks. Yes, welcome back to the DL debate. Now to talk about that game in Park Esler yesterday, I'm joined by an absolute uh, legend of a man, a man I grew up watching. He lifted the Sam, uh, one of the icons of the game from a great period in down football. It's DJ Keane. DJ, welcome to DL debate. Hiya, Brenton. Thanks for thanks for coming. You're, make, you're making my feet very old there. <laughs> well, listen, you you're better getting that type of intro than maybe the one I would get coming on to a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've heard of, I've, I've heard a few bad things said about me too. Now, oh uh, well, listen, it's, it's hard to keep everybody happy. I, I listen. What can we do? What can we do? Uh, DJ, listen. I, I caught up you briefly there yesterday. I would love this day for a. A couple of creamies, you know, but uh, I'd left up there, lad. So I was having the crack just with a few down lads. Always listening. I, I'm not just saying it because you're on the show. There's something about the Donegal and the Down boys. Um, I've always got on well with the Down men. No more, no more meeting yourself there. And uh, listen, they were very, I suppose, gracious in victory, uh, DJ, in terms of yous have been down a bit. We are on a wee bit of a, a, a wobble at the minute. I was just wondering what you made first of, of the victory, DJ, and where you see down at currently. Well, I think, Brandon, you know, for us, especially the, the victory, it was a big victory for us. Like, we, we really haven't had a lot of good championship days this past couple of years. Um, you know, and there's been a lot of issues in the county over those couple of years, you know, well documented when the time when James was there, things weren't going great. Uh, a few few players not, not maybe putting a shoulder to the wheel. Uh, so it was a it was a big day for us. You know, we didn't manage to get out of Division Three, which you know maybe in hindsight it won't be a bad thing either. Get another year there for some of the younger lads to come through. But it was a big victory. Like at the end of the day, we're Division Three. Uh, Donegal, or you know, over this over this many years, have been way ahead of us in terms of as a, as a county team. Even though they've, they've come down this year, and again, you have your own issues going on at the minute. But it was a big win for us, for the players, to give them a bit of confidence, Brenton. And I suppose for the whole county to give it a bit of a lift. Mm. Um, you know, now we, we, we like we don't, we're not going to get carried away with, with with one victory because we have a lot of, you know, with a hard hard day coming the next day against Armagh. But it's just to give give the players a lift and a bit of confidence, which, which is much as anything in terms of getting the victory. Yeah, you're you're good friends in Armagh, of course, is right. DJ, tell me, um, young young Laverty there, he's come in. He's obviously a great success under twenties. You know, brilliant player. You know, it's time to Kilku. Of course, we're hearing the stories of, of our own McGuinness up uh, helping out with a wee bit of coaching. Listen, I don't want to take anything away from Lafferty, but he certainly had shades of that kind of blanket defence, particularly around the D there. There was always huge numbers of, of, of the black and red jerseys in there. Defensively, your shape wasn't bad. Listen, you only conceded 1-4 at half-time, but obviously you'd only scored 1-4. It seemed very restrictive, but I suppose that game is... We've often seen it be Donegal. It's about the second half. If you can get into a lead, then you can really sit and counter hit. Is that is that the way you've seen uh, down play played in the league as well? Or did, listen, be some high scoring games in the league as well. But yeah. were you expecting that setup yesterday? Well, I, I, yeah, I was expecting them to be sort of defensive. Now, to be honest, probably in the league, Brenton, they maybe weren't as defensive as they were yesterday in some of the games that I saw. You know, so maybe 
you know, he's obviously changed a few things around and decided, you know, come the championship that they're going to have to play a more defensively minded game. Now, whether that's just himself or, as you mentioned there, uh, the influence of your of your county man Jim been up a few times, but they certainly did block. Uh, they certainly did block the day, as you said. They made it very very difficult for Donegal to get through. Uh, indeed, like Donegal, for a lot of the time, played the ball around the periphery, but uh, without actually really getting through into the danger area. Albeit, yeah. yes, a couple of times, but not on a consistent basis. So they did they did protect it very well. And I suppose, to be honest, Brenton, given the nature of the style of footballers we have, we're not blessed with a lot of big, big physical type players. So I think he obviously has made a decision himself and his coaching staff that they're they're going to pull more players back and try and block it up just with as many bodies as possible. And then hit on the break and, and they do have a few guys with pace. Mm. And DJ, you know, just saying it, as that game opened up and listen, even before it did, I mean, Kerr took his goal... Uh, phenomenally well you know he's a sh- sharp player like Ryan Johnson was showing all his skills in because he had quite a bit of space you know and you say the likes of young uh, uh, Brannigan was darting about the place and, and Big Haven you know he's he's a very cool guy particularly in the dead ball and he took his penalty well so while your defence was sitting in tight and breaking these guys were getting some space in in the forward line uh, particularly in the second half and I suppose in saying that you know we're missing so many players I was just talking about it you know, we have maybe seven or eight players that could have been there yesterday for different reasons that weren't, but completely change our team, DJ. I'm just trying to remind uh, Donegal people of that. But you're also missing, listen, listen, Hagen and, and Mooney would be two of your better footballers as well. I don't know if there's any other lads out at the minute, uh, DJ. Um, he, he probably has most of them that are available at the minute. Big Murdoch, honest, Big Murdoch's like, other one from the under 20s would be a man yeah, you would have on your. Yeah, well, I've obviously made a decision to hold him for the, the under-20s during the week, which is probably understandable in fairness to them, you know. I think the guys that we might be missing, you know, in fairness to Johnny Gall, Brenton, the guys that you, the players that you are missing, you know, I, I think have had a much bigger effect than the ones that we are missing. You know, obviously Michael Murphy retired, and that's a that's a huge loss for yourselves, would be for any team. You know, the likes of McBrady not playing, uh, all the guys that you've mentioned there that weren't playing for whatever reasons like it, it was the ideal time for Down to play Donegal probably you know and also given given some of the things that had happened during the course of the year with the manager and the players and stuff um, so a lot of things were in Down's favour uh, and, and they hit good on the day so a lot of things went right for them on the day like the, the, their, in terms of their chances they probably took most of their chances that they created uh, and when then were able to show up at the back, uh, Donegal weren't as as dominant coming through, you know, maybe as they've been in previous years. Yeah, and and DC, you talk about physicality there, and uh, interested just to look your thoughts on on taking on the physicality that that Armagh are going to bring. Do you think that's a huge issue for Down, whatever about everything else that that uh, Armagh are going to bring a real physicality and power uh, to the game, which which. As you're saying, yeah. like just out of sheer size, your man, it'll be a real tough one to keep that to, to, to try and balance out part of the game out. I, I, I th- well, I think that would be the biggest fear or concern that there would be around the county, certainly amongst the supporters. Maybe the players don't feel like that, but the supporters would feel that you know Arma. Obviously, they're playing Division One. You know, they're playing at a higher level than we've been playing at for for a couple of years now, and they've been playing against the top teams in Ireland, albeit. You know, again, it didn't pan out this year as, as they wanted in the league. 
But that level that they're playing at, the physicality, the pace, the power that they're playing with against those other teams, you know, it, it, it's it's listen, you know yourself, Brenton, those games are better than hundreds of training sessions. Um, and that might be something that Down are just not going to be used to uh, come next Sunday, that sheer physicality and power and strength that they have. You know, I don't, it doesn't seem to be a coincidence that over this past couple of years, Armagh have gathered together a panel of players that are big, strong and very mobile. Um, and probably we're, we're several years behind assembling a panel of players like that, if indeed we can get them. Mm. And DJ, I'm just concerned here, a lot of people are, are, are worried, you know, Martin McHugh had comments here yesterday about there's a real danger that where Donegal are heading just currently. Now, as I said, if we got all those lads, uh, sorry, just before I, I, I picked you up there, DJ, if, if we, there were seven or eight players that could potentially be back for Donegal next year, which would change the team. But let's just say we're struggling. What did you see there in down? Because we know then, particularly, we're always hearing all this Kalku stuff. You know, Brannigan at the Comet, uh, one of the Brannigan boys about, you know, Kalku set up versus down for a while. And we you had all that rhetoric going around. They, when a team starts to have a bit a few issues like that, DJ, do you see certain people then deciding, you know, maybe I won't commit now, and there's a bit of an old spiral effect uh, off the back of a team like uh, uh, dropping down a division or two? Yeah, no, there's no, no doubt about it, Brian. You know, like at the end of the day and down this past few years, there has been a, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on off the pitch and players weren't committing. And to be honest, even the players that were committing, some of them weren't really putting in the effort that was required at, at, at this level of football nowadays. Uh, and obviously the Kulku thing was well documented that they, they basically didn't want to play for Downard. Not all of them, but quite a few of them wouldn't commit despite being asked by several different managers over the years. Now obviously Laverty being from Kulku, you know, has maybe a bit more influence on it. Um, and certainly he probably has brought maybe a bit more professionalism and, and expects a lot more from the players than maybe they were allowed to get away with in the past. So he, he's obviously changed that. And, and at the end of the day, a couple of victories can, can give a team a big lift. And the likes of yesterday will give them a big lift. But it certainly can have an effect on the team, a detrimental effect, when the likes of those things are going on off the pitch or behind the scenes. And I suppose, to be honest not been too critical of, of Donegal. I don't know all the ins and outs, but when, when it came to the crunch period of the game yesterday, you know, maybe Donegal just weren't pulling the way that they needed to be to, yeah. to, to get, get by in that. And down in fairness to them, probably were working for each other and pulling with each other to get to get the victory at that, that sort of that crucial period in the second half. Yeah. There was kind of modern ship to down, Daisy, that they were drilled to a certain level that they were playing all as one, you know, and for years at Donegal, we would have played a bit like that, but we would have played through certain players and they would have dictated the pace and they would have settled the game down or had a long range free at a certain time. And, you know, most of the time it was Michael Murphy, but I mean, what a man, to, what a man to do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Daisy, Daisy I'm, just, I'm just thinking back, you know, you, you mentioned me, James. I actually, I'll show my age, and I actually played Railway Cup with me, James, uh, in one of his last <laughs> seasons. So uh, <laughs> I, was, I was lucky enough, I mean, the, the, the down boys back in the day. Uh, Daisy, what, going back to that time, just DJ, suppose your memories of playing. Who, who, who used to mark you when you when you played against Donegal? Who did your run-ins with? Um, I, I ended up with one of the Matthews. Right. <laughs> Normally, to be honest, 
<laughs> and maybe and maybe in some stages during the game would swap from one to the other depending on what Pete McGraw was looking off me. Yes. But it was generally Martin or James. You know, they were they were quite often. Uh, well, Martin probably centre half a lot of the time, but played on the wing a few times as well. Now. Uh, and then obviously James probably played a lot on the wing at around night time. So too hard uh, boys to mark. Well, they were fairly shifty now. To be honest, <laughs> did a lot of running. <laughs> you know, you had to be on your toes and, and very fit. Because uh, as well as you know yourself, and the two, the two of them were, were fairly fit and, and quite quick. Uh, so it, it, it was a tiring afternoon. I put it like that. Yes, yes, I would say. That. And DJ, th- those times you were obviously a townie from Newry. You ended up being Capitan. Uh, so obviously you're you're a bit of an inspirational man, no doubt. Um, them memories, just I mean, first of all, I I can remember clearly in '91 that Ulster final where you gave us a bit of a savage, and we we, we left Clonus with a tail between the legs. You went on, they left the Sam, of course, but phenomenal time in, in football. Of course, we were to back it up the the following season, and in many ways, I suppose people talk about that breakthrough year of down in terms of. Uh, being a, a, a team that paved the way for for Derry Donegal and then you just come back and did it again. Yeah, I, no, there were, there were brilliant times, Brent. You know, and I know football's obviously changed a, a hell of a lot since those in terms of the way it's played um, and the way players, you know, uh, go out to play the game nowadays. It's obviously a lot shorter and more hand passing and stuff. But like in Ulster at that time, like there was there was really really good teams. You know, there was ourselves Donegal. You know, Derry were good, Tyrone were good. Um, so, like, the competition in, in any of those championship matches was fierce. Uh, and really, to be honest, probably at least four out of the six best teams in Ireland were in Ulster around that time. So the, the competition, you know, was fierce. Uh, and, and to be honest, I think the standard of football was really good. And a lot of those games, they were tough and hard. But, you know, both teams really had a good go at it, and the standard of, of players, you know, in terms of their 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 skill sets, were, were great. And, um, and albeit, DZ, as I say, a different type of football. Yeah, and Daisy, the club scene then, I know, like you've had this whole Kilku thing going on uh, constantly there. What what was was the club scene very vibrant and down at the time across a, a number of clubs? Uh, yeah, like we, we didn't at that time. There wasn't a dominant club. The way that there is, has been this past while with uh, Kilku, you know, whenever I just started with the county, Bourne were probably the dominant club and had been for a while. But then that started to change a wee bit. You had Down Patrick came on the scene. They had four or five boys on the county panel. Uh, you know, Bourne as well. Mayo Bridge had Nicky and a few other guys on the county panel. Even carried off in Belfast, which wouldn't have been a powerhouse at that time. They had Greg Blaney and different, you know, a few other county boys, John Kelly and that. So the club scene was probably more open than it is at the minute or has been with the likes of Kilku dominating. So again, like those games between the clubs were, were really high standard as well. And you had a lot of good county players on show. So yeah. uh, it, it probably raised the standard throughout the county rather than just one team dominating. Yeah, and the reason I say that, DJ, is there's a lot of talk about academies and underage and that with us, but there's four teams that dominate Donegal here, and it's really between them they won the championship. But if you take our team yesterday, there's only three players from them four teams uh, started for Donegal yesterday, including Sean Patton and Nets, you know. And, uh, you know, that's uh, Darrell Boyle, Gidor, Kieran Thompson, so the other two out the pitch. Now, Darrell Boyle had, had a great game. He's one of the few players that really took it to um, uh, down in the day. But i just thinking about if they are four teams that's dominating and they aren't producing the players, 
you know, you know, you, I'm just looking at the yeah. mix here because everybody in Donegal now he's all blaming this and blame that and what's this and what's that. But there, there's so many yeah. uh, facets to this, and I think you have to have a healthy club scene, you know, to be to be producing players to the county, regardless of of of, uh, of academies and, and etc. You know. I no, totally agree. Totally agree, Brandon. And, and in fairness, like Kilcoo have been the dominant team for quite a while now in, in town. Uh, as I say, albeit quite a few of them then wouldn't play for the county. But, you know, you have, obviously, Bourne have been working hard to try and catch them as well. Now, you've also, the likes of Warren Point have come through over this past couple of years. Uh, Mayo Bridge are back challenging, getting in the semi-finals of the championship, albeit they haven't won a championship. But they're, they're getting to the latter stages of it, and the same with Hilltown. So there is there is a, a, a spread coming across again. Now, being honest, probably Kilcoo are still the team to beat. Uh, but there is there is a spread of teams now who are closing the gap, whether it's this year or next year, who knows? But uh, I agree with you. You need that you need that spread of, of clubs who are challenging for for championships and are, and are obviously producing a, a, a group of players from each of the teams rather than just one area. If if you want a successful county team. Yeah, yeah, fantastic stuff. DJ, listen, we'll be rooting for the underdogs uh, next week, don't you worry. I was actually <laughs> up, DJ, at those couple of games there. You just played Arma, the last uh, couple of championship games. Phenomenal stuff in Newry. Uh, you had a couple of brilliant games. Yeah. I know you were maybe a wee bit closer to them then. Arma pushed on a good bit. But listen, DJ, you are on the way up. It's a challenge. I know you will have to go and, and do your best to stay in the game and, and take out, I suppose, those particularly those phys- physical elements uh, that Armagh have, and, and certainly that's defensive structure you'll have. You know, you could shut them down in many ways. It's just there's quite a few aces in, in the pack to be shutting down. It's a, it'll be a difficult uh, proposition for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they'll have to play very similar to the way they played against Donegal. You know, keep it very tight, a lot of men back, and, and see what they can get on the break. And then maybe as the game opens up in the second half, if you know the guys that they have with pace can cause maybe a bit of danger, if, if they can still be in the game, you know, later on in the game rather than have maybe conceded a lot of scores. But listen, we, we live in hope, Brenton. DJ, we live in hope, surely, hundred uh, percent. Listen, we'll be back with you all the way, uh, DJ. Great to chat, to you, sir, and I'll, I'll catch up with you down the line somewhere. All right, Brian. Listen, thanks very much. 100%. That's DJ Keane there, former All-Ireland winning captain. Great to talk to him this evening. Now, after the break, we're going to talk to another legend of GA. It's our own Kevin Cassidy. Kevin Cass, welcome to DL Debate. To me, how are you? Kevin, always good to talk, my man. Um, we're just, uh, I suppose, licking our wounds a small bit after Park Esler yesterday. I was just wondering what you made of the fair, uh, Kevin. Obviously disappointing uh, to be getting beat, but um, it's one I thought, honestly, I know things haven't been good in the county, but it's, it's one I thought we could still win um, going up there before the game. And then I suppose when you look at the possession we had and the chances we had, we definitely had enough possession and opportunities to want it to be. But listen, just been a feature this year, I suppose, and maybe this year before that, it's just... Lack of real score getters and, and taking our opportunities. I think there was something like 14 wides. Um, you know, we gave away, I think, 1 5 and, and turnovers. So those small things to be punished severely at this, at this level. Yes. Kevin, I'm just trying to analyse it. I think we maybe 34 attempts uh, at, at goal. Do you, do you think that, 
I suppose the team's going in, you know, after that relegation, and particularly the last two games, Kevin, where we lost badly to Mayo and Ross Common, so confidence is low. Would you put that down to maybe some of the shot selections or the shots was hit that the whole team, there's that uh, wee bit of a cloud hanging over them? 100% today, and I was hoping that if we got a one last weekend, that would all go, but you've been there and I've been there in the past to be some similar situations where we are now where there's been fallouts in the county and the morale's low and what happens to be is you go into that game half believing you can win it um, and I said during the week there that we'd only won this every last person in the panel believed that they could do it mm. see when the chips are down then to be you know yourself things just start to go wayward and, and, and you've seen it happen in the game that just you know our players just dropped off it, you know, minute by minute, and we just weren't able to match them. And that comes from morale today. It just really does, you know. Mm. And Kevin, are you thinking that? Um, I suppose you know your own man McFadden Ferry's out, Mogan's out. You've for me the three O'Donnells here in Letterkenny could be playing. You've McBerty, you've you've Ryan McHugh, you've Langan Madoff, you've Oshin Gallon only coming back. You know, you put you put all those players into that team. It's a completely different team. Um, so was it just again a case of of uh, I suppose of of getting of, of getting those guys all back on side and getting them fit that you're you're going to have a completely different side there because I think a lot of the boys now we played through a lot of players for so many years there and particularly Michael and now that he's gone there's no kind of I suppose core to the team to kind of go and maybe impose themselves on the likes of uh, down in that game yesterday. 100% of the way like you, you take those players out of any team and they're going to struggle and you know if you look at Down like Down are probably the flip this time last year Down would have been missing all their names but Laverty now has pulled the whole county together you had five Kilku boys starting there yesterday who last year they openly admitted they wouldn't play for the county because of such a toxic environment. We're now in that situation, Davy, and you have to get your boys back playing. Like, you know, the three of Downs you spoke about and, and Ewans, they're probably three of the best club players in, in, in the county. So why aren't they involved? You know what I mean? You, we have to get them back involved and, and Ryan McHugh stepping away. Like, you need, Donegal needs him to stay. Do you know what I mean? We don't need boys to be stepping away. This is where we need people most now, Davy, and... I'm even talking about the people, you know, in, in the media, and I'm even talking about the supporters. Like it's, it's easy to follow a team to be when when you're you're winning things and everybody's great, but these lads need you most now. So mm. I don't see why anybody would turn their back on them now. You know? Yeah, that's what I was saying, Kevin. I was I was talking to me Jerry after the game yesterday. I didn't I didn't want to be critical because you'd. You had five lads in there, obviously, you know, Mark Curran, Keelan McCulgan, uh, Roy O'Donnell, Luke McGlynn, um, and uh, Kieran Tobin. Like, they're all making their debuts, Kevin. And you remember when you made your debut from Donegal? It was, it was a big thing, Nick. And just because they're coming in this environment, you know, it, it's not that you can be critical of that. Because of all those boys is missing, because of the relegation, the retirements, you know, it's, it's at a time where we have to be... I suppose give the lads a bit of room to kind of, I suppose mould mould a new side, Kevin. But that's really going to take a, I think a, it's going to be next season, really. You know, if you're looking at maybe someone new coming in. Hundred percent, it's going to take time, and even next next season, it's going to be challenging. Even if you get your lads back, because you know what I mean. Once you drop off, it, you know yourself. We did it maybe once or twice in our career where we've gone well, then you've dipped. It's very hard to come back up again when morale's down and boys are maybe opting out of the panel instead of opting in and, you know, boys that are in the panel, are they really 100% committed and stuff like that there? So it is going to take time to be... Um 
what do you do from here to there? Do you just try and give it your best shot and hope for the best, you know? Yeah. And listen, Kim, you know, we, we got to be careful because, you know, if we don't get the right things in place, I mean, we've seen Derry and Cavan both go to Division 4. Like, if you look at it yesterday, that was a Division 3 team. They were able to beat us. Uh, so you're going into Division 2 next year. You know, if we didn't kind of start to stabilise, you could take another drop. And there's plenty of teams in three. We'd have a cottage in as well. Definitely, definitely. And like, we'll, like we are a Division 1 team. There's no doubt about it. Like, Donegal, historically, there's been footballers in this county always. You know what I mean? It's just sometimes we'll get through these patches where people fall out and things are doom and gloom but we always seem to come back but you know we have to get the right thing in place to be and honestly like I know it's, it's easy for every man to be standing on the sideline given their their, their their peace but if you're involved in coaching or managing at Donegal's underage levels then step up now and help you know, this this is where we need to help now do we we don't need boys to be you know having a, having a cut of the players who are there trying or even the management who are there at the minute trying you know we really need boys to put their hands up now mm. I'm just looking, Kevin, obviously Jim's been up coaching down, I think, on Tuesday nights and that, and you could see from their defensive structure, you know, it looked very similar to a team that he would set up, uh, particularly if you look at the numbers in the round the D there, Kevin, when, when we get inside. Now, I know some of our shots were rushed in that, but they always had extra bodies in there, which was a, a kind of hallmark of, of, of that type of tactic, you know, which means that... Should they get a purple patch and get a run on you like they did, uh, hitting that one three after the half, it was always going to be very, very difficult to claw it right back. We did come close, but did you think tactically you could see that uh, coming through and down? Ah, uh, definitely. Like, and, you know, obviously Jim's been up helping and he's going to have a ma- massive influence on any team that he sets up. But you know, Connor Laverty is also a serious um, operator as well, and. Not alone before any of this happened for Donegal to be, but when, when Laverty took the job up there, I knew that Down would, would be on the up, upward curve because there's just such good things about him. We had him down here once or twice at our own club taking sessions and stuff, and he's just really, really a good operator. And obviously, just look at Down now, the, the 20s, how they're going and stuff. So those are the kind of guys that, that Down have involved, and unfortunately, obviously, Jim's up there helping. You know, we'd rather have him here helping here, but that's what I'm saying. We need to get anybody who's passionate about Donegal or, or who, who likes Donegal football and we really need them to step back in the fold here and try and stable the ship. Mm. So what do, what do you think, uh, Kevin, is, is it going to take? Do, do you think that, you know, the likes of, like when Lacey and Kavanagh went for it, um, even yourself there, we might get something organised here, get you in. <laughs> we'll put, <laughs> you, you could do, we, we, <laughs> Not yet, says you, don't be ruling it out, uh, Kevin, we might need you yet. But no, I was just thinking, Kevin, listen, if you're you're looking from a Donegal perspective, I mean, the likes of Alessia and Kavanagh coming in there with whoever, I mean, you've Colin McFadden down coaching at Sligo there, having an impact uh, with them. You know, you know, you've lads there from from obviously 2012, and that they would be a good fit in terms of, um, I suppose, being given a, a long term, maybe a four or five year term without any reviews, and just saying, right, that's build, build a squad, build a team again. You know, stabilise in Division Two and start to build. Is that what you be thinking would be the way uh, forward? It's the only way forward to be, um, and, and that's what I mean. You have the likes of. Lacey there, who's heavily involved in coaching. Kevin has done a great job with St. Unions. He'll have another year under his belt this year. Dorkin's helping out. Um, McFadden's helping out. Um, you know, McLoon and um, Eamon are 20s. You know, these guys are... McHugh's uh, down in Roscommon. McHugh's down in Roscommon. Like, I'm thinking, given at that point, you know, the likes of those guys going and learning, like McHugh's obviously 
been around now and he's been under Davy Burke and he'll have seen a lot in Ross Common in that as well. Like them guys could add a lot of value back then from what they're seeing, like Mc, McFadden, Dowie McIntyre and Durkin and that. Like that's probably that could turn out being a good thing now that these lads have gone out of the county first and then come back rather than just going straight in. I, I think that's maybe something that maybe put Kavna off, you know, and I know he wasn't happy with what happened at the county final and all that, but I think he felt himself he needed maybe a small bit more time. But as you said, maybe that extra year will do. You know, you have a lot of guys there that would be would, would create a phenomenal management team uh, for Donegal, you know, if they were all to come together or, 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 or a few of them together even. Would, would, I think it was something, particularly with us with such a young squad there now, uh, Kevin, the fit would seem right to have those guys back in and, and involved. I think so, and that, that's when I was getting it early on. To be, I think I know. Obviously, if you're a manager or a coach, you're looking at what you have, and you know, boys are intelligent enough to go in at the right time where there's a decent squad there. But we're at the stage now in Donegal, we need people to maybe take a hit themselves for a year and to come in and 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 just start the process. You know what I mean? We're not looking for a guy to sit in the fence and waiting for a good team to come and then jump in. We need boys to come now. That's 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 where we're at. You know because. I don't know about Paddy and Aiden, but I, I would say they'll they'll be delighted to get out of here because just the way things are going at the minute, um, you know what I mean. It's just not a nice place to be working. I wouldn't I wouldn't say. Yeah, I know. Listen, I know you're good good friends with Paddy. And what Kevin would you be? Listen, and I don't want again because these are these are our players. They have to get their five weeks, Kevin, which is a really. I suppose a real strange mindset now for the lads because they've had four weeks to get ready for this game. I know you have five weeks till the next set of games which is going to come thick and fast and they're going to be against top level opposition. Kevin, for me, and I thought we would have played this down game more like that, we just basically have to play like down played against us. I thought we would actually set up more like down because until we, I suppose, get that bit of confidence back in that, you've got to protect your defence first. Now, I know we were, players were dropping in on that, but not to the same level as, as down were. Now, as a result of that, down could hardly get forward at all, particularly in the first half. But I think if you're going to start anywhere, you need to start with defence first. Is that what you do going into these group stages now? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we've come from a place where we were probably you know, too defensive and we were urging our players forward because we had the likes of Patrick and, and Michael and these kind of players, uh, Ryan McHugh. But now we're at a stage now we have to rebuild and like you seen down yesterday today, I would imagine now that would give them massive confidence even the next game and next year you see a different down, you'll see them evolving even further. So you're right, I think we just get back to listen it's contained as much as we can do and see what especially when you're missing so many players like it's it's, it's, it's impossible to go out and play man to man when you're down that many players you know yeah and Kevin just I'm going to on good notes so I'm going to say what a game Dara Boyle had yesterday by the way I mean he's one man that really took the game uh, two down you know his, his three points were, were, were brilliant you know he's really been uh, I suppose someone that's come, come in this season and, and uh, uh, for someone who couldn't get in in the previous couple of seasons, he's really laid down a marker. It's fantastic to see him playing so well. Yeah, I'm delighted for him. And um, I was at the first McKenna Cup game against Down, and he was excellent that night. And he's carried that form all the way to me. And I just feel sorry for him that his, his form's coming this year <clears throat> when Donegal maybe aren't fired at all cylinders. But um, you know, I thought he was excellent, and I thought Young Adal as well carried the fight. And credit to the boys, like even. After half time, when they considered that one three one four, they did try and fight back. They didn't. They didn't throw down the, 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 the you know throw the towel in. But 
it's just disappointing when I suppose you know that you're missing so many men and if you had them it'd probably be a different story that's that's the long short of it you know yeah yes indeed Kevin listen as ever great to get your views here on the DL debate and we'll catch up with you as, uh, as the summer goes on Cheers, mate. Talk to you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Kevin Casty there, uh, former Donegal legend, all-star and kicker of amazing points, as we all remember so well that night in Crow Park against Kildare. Never to be forgotten. One of the greatest points I've ever, ever seen. Uh, Kevin, great to talk to him. And as I say, we'll be getting the views of Kevin as, as the summer goes on. Yes, yes, that was Kevin Casty from earlier. He was busy this evening. And I was going to put him and DJ together. It's funny then when you... When you talk and you're you're on later in that, you end up sometimes throwing up the same points about things. So apologies, we're going over a few different things there. But listen, all important stuff, as I say, in that Donegal defeat yesterday. But out the back of the weekend, I say we had a we had a brilliant performance from our from our miners, as I say. And if you're looking to the future and looking to build, um, you know, there's there's a a, a a ray of light that's coming through from from Luke Barrett's side. Uh, also, as I said from the top of the show, our hurlers had another brilliant victory in the Nicky record uh, yesterday, uh, beating Armagh away in Armagh, uh, 320 to 116. And uh, last week, of course, I spoke with Liam McKinney, who was man of the match for me, and he backed that up again, no bother him, hitting 111 out of that uh, 320 total. Fair play to Liam, fair play to Mickey McCann. And after the game, we got some words from the victorious manager. Well, Mickey, you must be uh, delighted. Two wins from two, and uh, by the sounds of things, in the end, up a quite impressive win over Armagh. Yeah, I suppose because we we kept them at touching distance a lot. You know, we were always five or six up, but we just couldn't put them away. You know, and then we went seven up at one stage, uh, and then they got a goal to bring them back in it. But to be fair to the boys, they we dug deep. You know, we saw the game out well, and look, it's a much much improved performance from last week. So, and, and that's all you can ask for is just. Taking a more uh, positive performance week on week in this competition, you know, because um, it's basically we couldn't afford to lose today if we're giving our mother head to head over. So, look, it keeps everything in our own hands, and, and that's our aim uh, to try to get to the finals to keep it in our hands, you know. Yeah, and you, by the looks of things, you, you emptied the bench as well. Yeah, we, I suppose we, we, we've everybody fit now at the minute. Because uh, apart from uh, Richie Ryan, who we lost at the we sore back, you know, on, on Thursday night. So, um, Apart from that, we, we have four or five boys in the bench that normally start. So um, it was great competition for places. And uh, when we make a few substitutions, we end up uh, every bit as strong as we were when we started. So um, it means a lot with fresh legs coming on, Chris, and quality players. And uh, you've Jared Gilmer coming off the bench there, hitting one, two in the second half. And, you know, uh, uh, like Sir Bernard Lafferty and boys like that coming on, definitely we're in a strong place, you know. So um, looking ahead now, who's next? Roscommon now uh, next Sunday because you know and if we won that would put us in a great place you know to try, try qualify for the final if we can yeah so the other results uh, Wicklow beating Fermanagh narrowly by a couple of points and Roscommon were, were too strong uh, for Louth um, so uh, Roscommon how do you assess your chances against them well uh, at the start of the competition you know favoured Roscommon has, uh, has been very uh, going to be a hard team to beat you know but like Sir Arma beat them by 10 points last week Chris but I suppose they were down to 14 men and uh, I suppose today they, they got a 2 or 3 point victory against Louth so um, look I think if we if we bring our A game Chris like today we'll, we should, we'd hopefully have enough for them but um, you know you just don't know away from home you, anything can happen on any given day you know but that's we're in no position any slip-ups could put you in baller because uh, head-to-head 
head to head and going to score a difference. You just try to keep it in your own hands. So look, I think if we we uh, keep going the way we are, you know, and and keep the bodies fit, we lost Danny Cole there the day at one stage, and we'll need a scan, you know, during the week. So um, he, he could be a massive loss if, he, if he's going to be out for a while. So, but um, we have strength and depth there now, Chris and uh, Ross Commons will be a massive game. I think if we get over that, puts us in a great place. Maybe try to qualify for the final. You have the one if you won your last home game match against Louth, you'll probably get qualified. You know. Yeah, maybe stuff from Mickey McCann or Harless just going from strength to strength. And I'd advise any of you if you can get out to Adonald Park for those two home games after this uh, away game to Ross Common, I would get out and support the boys because it's a phenomenal game. And I think the people who've seen, I was talking to some of the people who was at the Arma Donegal game, says it was a top class, uh, a brilliant advert for the game. As ever, folks, that's a wrap for the show. I want to thank uh, the brilliant Joe Dex here, as ever, for keeping me right and producing the show, uh, our head of sport. Oshin Kelly, uh, we'll build from here on in. That's all we can do with our lads uh, going into the group stage of the championship. It's going to be five weeks away and uh, the DL debate will continue in the intervening weeks. Of course, there'll be plenty of sport to be covered. Uh, I want to hand over now to, of course, uh, the one and only uh, Jimmy and Paul for the excellent Monday night sessions. They'll take it from here. I'll speak to you all next week.